Welcome to this Niche AudioCast. My name is Will Patch. I'm the Senior Enrollment Insights Leader here at Niche. Today you're going to hear a webinar that's been converted to a podcast so you can listen on the go. You can find all the resources that are mentioned, as well as the original recording, on the Enrollment Insights blog, which you can find at niche.bz insights. Enjoy! All right. Well, thank you again all for being here. Welcome to today's webinar. We're going to have Will Patch discuss the results of our first niche grad researcher, um, grad searcher survey. Uh, my name is Juliana Goldring. I just joined niche a couple weeks ago as the marketing manager focused on partner advocacy. Uh, so I'm going to be moderating the discussion today and we're all very excited to have you here. So I just wanted to cover um, a couple of housekeeping things before we get started uh, that often come up as questions. So we will be recording this session today and we will send you out the recording link with the slides um, with some added insights that will be sent to you as a thank you for attending. So you can view all the results in detail on the Enrollment Insights blog. Um, and then you can also use the link, I'll post it in the chat um, to go there directly. Um, as you have questions or comments, please feel free to use the chat box um, on your GoToWebinar console. It should be on the right side of your screen. Um, and then we will cover question and answers also at the end. And with that, I will hand it over to your speaker today, Will. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm Will Patch. I'm the Senior in Higher Ed Enrollment Insights Leader here at Niche. Uh, prior to, to coming over, I actually worked at Manchester University in Indiana. I had the opportunity then to work with the PharmD program, uh, the Pharmacogenomics Master's program, uh, so it's exciting to dive back into grad admissions again. Uh, as, as Juliana said, as you have questions throughout, drop those in. If there's anything that you think of throughout the day too where you say, you know, I would love to be able to answer X. Uh, I'm always looking for feedback on ways we can make this more tactical and more usable, uh, so feel free to drop those in. Uh, you never want to sit in silence on things like this. So to get us started here, uh, get everyone thinking first thing, uh, I'm curious how student interest has changed over the past year and a half. Uh, I'll let Juliana get the poll up here. here. Uh, you know, I'm interested, are you seeing more inquiries, fewer inquiries, select all of these that apply to you, uh, or enrollments up, down? You know, we'll share the results of this uh, in the follow-up email that you'll get tomorrow. Uh, but just want to Kind of take a, a quick temperature check here. Are we seeing more interest, less interest? Is it more inquiries and yet fewer students actually enroll? I'll give you just a little bit here to answer that. You can kind of gauge yourself with the results as they come out tomorrow. Okay, we are surprisingly very, uh, very evenly split. This is going to be interesting. It is a complete even split on more and fewer inquiries. Uh, unfortunately, slightly more people saying fewer enrollments than more enrollments. So uh, we'll close that poll and dive right in. Okay, so the survey uh, that, that was run, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, was shared with registered grad searching students on Niche, and then we shared it on the site for those who hadn't created accounts yet either. Uh, we ran through the early summer and received about 6,000 responses. We had a wide range of programs of interest, really trying to cast a wide net of how can we segment this and make it as relevant as, as possible. 
uh, with any program that had received less than 5% of the total, uh, we had to lump them together. I wanted to make sure we had enough to get some meaningful results. Uh, so unfortunately, you know, we can't have every single possible program out there uh, as an option. Uh, so as we run through, you can see here, uh, healthcare was the most, uh, was, was the largest group of students, social sciences, education. We get into quite a few of, of very similar then with uh, other programs, which, you know, we had to lump quite a few together there. Uh, two of the biggest were, fun, were um, architecture and religious studies. Uh, fine and performing arts were two separate categories that we wound up lumping together uh, because neither one quite met that 5%, uh, but it's interesting that they do behave very similarly to each other. So that's sort of a breakdown of, of what we did. You know, in addition to the program of interest, uh, we asked about the level of study they were pursuing. Uh, graduate certificates were the most common when we asked for non-MBA business programs uh, and computer science searchers. Master's degrees were most common for most of them, uh, but everything except healthcare and law. And that's not really surprising though, you know, given the number of professional degrees in both those areas, you would expect to see more doctoral, more professional. Uh, certificates are interesting. Uh, that's one that I, I see a lot of potential for, uh, both as a lifelong learning professional development opportunity uh, for people who want to keep adding more uh, sort of digital badges if, if you want to go into that route, but how do they prove that they have this lifelong knowledge? Uh, but I think it also has a lot of opportunity. If you have offering these accessible certificates that lead directly into master's programs or doctoral programs, that could be an easy way to attract new students into some higher value programs for you uh, while still providing valuable education and skills for them in the meantime. You'll see MBA is omitted from this, of course, because all MBA searchers were looking for a master's degree. So didn't bother putting that up here. There are segmented results for each program and the results online. So I'm not going to try and dive in and, and give you actionable insights for every single program. But instead, what we're going to do is focus on some overall insights that apply to graduate searchers overall. I keyed in on six insights and then some tactical outreach and communication information uh, that you can use to actually apply that. So the first insight that's both important for understanding the searchers and you can also use it when you're writing your nurture campaigns, is that students really value flexibility in their program. That flexibility has even has been even more important over the last year and a half, you know, as we might not know what's going to happen day to day. Uh, only 18% of students said that they want to enroll full time. Um, that was surprising. You know, I, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, there are so many programs that are traditionally full time in person enrollments. And yet students who are looking for those want flexibility still. Uh, so that's something that you might think about. Uh, you know, they might not, they might wanna be able to take as many or as few classes at a time as they're able to. Uh, you know, they might have times during the year, uh, either sessions, semesters, however you, you run your program, uh, where they wanna focus more on class and take more classes than they normally would. Or maybe things are really busy during a term, they need to take just one class. You know, they need to really scale back. Uh, or if finances are a problem, you know, they might need to take a semester off, take a term off. Uh, so the programs that can be flexible and offer that to students really have an opportunity to stand out, especially if their peers are not. We also saw that students really value online research as part of that program search. Uh, in addition to how many students are using search engines uh, and grad school sites, um, almost half of them discover new programs through digital ads. So that's a, that's a good sign. The ads that you're using 
are building interest. Uh, they're getting in front of students and, and having them look into something they might not have considered in the past. Uh, these can be great inquiry generators, as well as simply just bringing more awareness to your offerings. One thing that I thought was unexpected uh, is that undergraduate students who are searching for grad, grad programs were no more likely to use their career services, events on campus, or grad recruiting fairs than the adult students, so the students who've graduated uh, in prior years. And so that's something that I think goes against what we might traditionally think, where you say, okay, so traditional undergrads, let's really hit career services hard, let's hit the grad fairs hard. They're not more likely to use that, though. That's not something that they necessarily are going to their career services office all the time to learn about grad programs. Uh, one thing that, that I think is really interesting here, uh, with, with test optional and test blind policies for undergrad uh, being such a major talking point for the past year and a half, uh, you know, now more than two thirds of colleges no longer require standardized tests for undergrads. Uh, we're also seeing some questions about grad programs. Uh, you know, I know some programs might have requirements that requ that you have to have a test, uh, so definitely don't try and remove it then. Uh, but if you haven't already, I would really encourage you to evaluate the correlation between the test scores that you're getting from students and their success. So try to see what additional information do you get from it. What does it add to your predictability that you're not getting from a portfolio, from interviews, from their transcripts? Um, you know, what additional information does it add? Because just over a third of students so they would not apply to a program that required entrance exams. Uh, so there's gonna be a growing challenge there. You know, if your competitors require it and you don't, that's a, differenti that's a differentiator. That's a way that you can get students who wouldn't consider your competitor to think about you as an option. So, a lot of grad programs are offered online. Uh, you know, that's, that's not something that's new this year. Uh, you know, maybe that's all of it, or maybe just some coursework is online. Uh, so we asked about searcher's preference for the type of institution that offered that online coursework. Uh, one interesting th thing here is that respondents were three and a half times more likely to want online courses offered through an institution with a physical campus than a wholly online institution. So they want that that name recognition, that you know, that sense of place, uh, even if they're doing online courses. Searchers were more accepting of fully online institutions if they were looking for certificate programs, and they were least interested with doctoral and professional degrees. Oftentimes, you're looking at research on campus, on site. Um, you know, if you're looking at professional degrees, you have a lot more in-person time. Uh, you know, it's one of those that I think lends itself more to less online coursework. Uh, education students, MBA and non-MBA business programs. Uh, attracted the most searchers who were interested in taking coursework through fully online. So that's something that on the flip side, you know, if you are a fully online institution, there's some areas where you'll have more acceptance. You know, on the other side of the coin here, 75% of respondents that were looking for engineering degrees want online programs to be offered through a university with a physical campus. They are much less likely to be attracted to wholly online institutions. We also asked searchers how they plan to pay for their graduate degrees. You know, that's a key, right? We all worry about the cost of things. Definitely students do. Uh, they could choose multiple options here since there's a likelihood that they'd be using multiple options. Maybe some of it's out of pocket and some's alone, or they have tuition assistance through their company, uh, plus they're doing a little bit through a scholarship. 
you know, you might have a mix. So this wasn't a single selection. Uh, the most common response was that students plan to receive scholarships to help cover the costs. Whether that's the reality or not, you know, you might not offer scholarships or maybe you only offer very small scholarships or very few num a very few number of scholarships. Um, you know, that's what the students are thinking though coming in. Uh, addressing costs and payment options upfront and early is something that really help students feel more comfortable, of course, if they have a better idea of what their options are. Um, and we keep hearing, you know, across the board, whether we're looking at undergrads, you know, parents, grad school searchers, they all worry about the costs and aid. Uh, these are very important issues. So addressing those upfront and early is a great way to differentiate yourself, build rapport and build that comfort level with you. Uh, motivation. This was another one that really interested me. Uh, you know, so often we hear and think about adult learners as being very different from traditional age students, whatever that looks like for a grad program, thinking straight out of college students. But when we looked at the motivations for pursuing a graduate degree, they are very similar. So you might not need to differentiate how you're communicating with them. You know, you may still have some questions uh, and some support needs when it comes to being away from school for a while in terms of studying, you know, academic writing, things like that. But at the entry point of admissions, they look very similar. Their reasons for pursuing are almost identical. Uh, one of the early questions you should be asking every inquiry and applicant though, is what their motivation is. Why are they doing this? You know, that way you can tailor your information to exactly what matters for them. You know, if someone, for example, says that they're just doing this because they wanna learn more or they're interested in doing some research, you're gonna have a different types of information you give them. You're gonna give different uh, proof points to them than you would if someone is solely doing it because they want that hired paycheck, they want that promotion, and they have to have a grad degree for it. You know, there's much more financial motivation there than personal growth. Okay, so now we understand the searchers a little bit better now. Uh, let's dive into the, what I think is the really exciting part of the tactical. You know, how are we tailoring your outreach and your comm flows to use this information to better serve students? So another quick poll, uh, you know, keep you thinking here. Just take a few seconds. Uh, I'll let Juliana bring this one up. There we go. Uh, what is your primary contact method for inquiries? You know, what is that thing that you feel is most important to send them? How is that most important way of, of reaching out to them? What's that first contact point? And we'll see if that matches up with what students want. That's always interesting. Okay, it looks like we got a good number here. We'll just give it another few seconds here. Good, it looks like you're very much aligned with students. I'll let, uh, let Juliana close that up. Yeah, I'm, I'm very glad uh, that, that you're in line with students. Uh, we'll be sharing the results of that in the follow-up email uh, so you can see how you compare there. You know, email was definitely the preferred method for searchers in terms of how they want to hear from you right away. Uh, what's more, more students didn't want any contact at all from you which was interesting to me, uh, than those who wanted primarily contacted by text, phone call, mail, and video calls combined. You know, I know there's a lot of companies out there that are saying you need to call an inquiry immediately. You know, as soon as they inquire, you get on the phone with them. But the searchers themselves are saying, no, they don't want that. So have a productive autoresponder. That's the biggest thing in years of doing secret shopping. I am, I am, I'm not really shocked, I guess, but I'm disappointed 
uh, by so many autoresponders in terms of a lot of times they just say, we received your request or please apply. But think about what they're doing. If they're inquiring, they already know how to apply. You know, they're, they're inquiring because they have questions. They want to reach out. They want to talk to somebody. You know, that's, that's what they're doing. So just sending them an autoresponder telling them to apply is a waste of an email. So send things that are going to be really relevant to them, and then follow up with more tailored information based on your inquiry form. Uh, and then always give them the option for other outreach methods, but let them choose and tell you how they want to be contacted and about what. Because someone might have a different preferred method when you're talking about financial aid than just about general program updates. Or they might want to hear differently, you know, during the day versus in the evenings or weekends. A quarter of students also said that they don't want unsolicited outreach. Uh, but for those that do, reaching out with relevant and valuable information monthly is a preferred cadence. You know, I, I say relevant there other than personalized um, because personalization, I think, is too easily, well, we, we have their, their name in there and we say what program they're interested in. That's not really personalization. That's really the bare minimum. Uh, so instead, we need to get relevant. Right information, right time, right method. Um, you know, we see here, too, that 30% of students say they want daily or weekly contact. I suspect a lot of them would get tired of that if it was always every day or weekly. Um, so again, ask students what they need, how they need it. We, again, saw no difference here either between adult learners and current undergrads. So preferred communication methods are across the board. Uh, having a CRM with email automation and well-planned nurture campaigns is really important for a successful grad program. These searchers are beginning very early, which is why it's important not to wait until their junior, senior year of college uh, to really start looking for inquiries and new, new students. Uh, professional programs, which are often viewed as an endpoint for incoming students, so your MDs, your PharmDs, JDs, et cetera, <coughs> pardon me, uh, are more likely to attract early searchers. 59% of those who are looking at a professional degree uh, are starting before enrolling in undergrad. So as high school students, 59%, um, you know, that's something that they're starting very early. And as someone who worked with students looking at PharmD, that's, those students were very much, uh, from my own experience, you know, they want to hear about the doctoral program. They don't care about the undergrad. They want to hear about the doctoral program. So if you have these sort of direct entry uh, professional programs, you know, you need to be getting in touch with high school students. You need to get them early. Uh, and that's compared with 35% of doctoral uh, and 32% with masters. So uh, this timeline for enrolling is longer as well. So be prepared for searchers who take their time and evaluate options. You know, if you just push them to apply immediately and assume that if they don't take action, that they're just not interested, you're missing opportunities to build relationships and build connections and earn enrollments over time because they might not be ready to just jump right in this next term. You know, touting your program and the opportunities for students is of course really important, uh, but searchers want more than that. They wanna know about your community and what they're buying into. So even if they aren't going to physically be on campus, share your culture, share your values. Let them know that there's more to be excited about than just what they're gonna be doing in the classroom. They also wanna hear about the area around campus as well. Almost half of students say that they will move when they enroll. You know, some of that's because the program they're looking at requires in-person, uh, but we had a lot who said that they were just looking for a lower cost of living while they were enrolled as well. So whether that's moving back in with mom and dad, 
moving to an area where it's just cheaper to live, you know, there's lots of opportunities. So letting them know what your campus community is like in case that's what they're thinking, you know, share that whole experience. Let them know that they're part of something bigger. We see here that students are equally interested in in-person and virtual events right now. Uh, it's a pretty even split. So providing opportunities that will give that flexibility for different comfort levels uh, and just reaching the most students uh, is really key. 87% of students are interested in events to learn more about programs. So you have that hunger, you have that market for it. Uh, for your events, they're either targeted for prospects to give them basic information, uh, or maybe it's to nurture interest in your inquiries, uh, or just something to connect uh, prospective students together after they've applied. There's a lot of opportunities where you can get creative with these, but students do want them. Uh, you should also keep your events short. Three quarters of students want events under an hour, with the most common response being 30 to 60. Once we got up over an hour and a half, that was just not appealing to students at all for grad programs. I just want to reiterate here the importance of financial aid. Uh, this is the most important thing uh, for searchers. They want to hear from your financial aid staff. Uh, so I want to also remind you here that these are students who are searching. I, we weren't asking about applicants. Uh, so bringing in the aid conversations and your financial aid staff before they're accepted is something that can really help you out here. Current students and faculty are equally important. Uh, and you know, that makes sense. These are who the, your searchers are gonna be engaging with the most once they actually enroll. Uh, so they wanna know what it's gonna be like. What's interesting to me is how far down the list here admission staff are. Uh, so one thing I started thinking about, you know, I'm really curious, is there an opportunity here to rethink the grad counselors uh, into a concierge or a, co a coordinator? that just helps connect students with staff and students uh, and build those affinity and build those touch points and connections rather than trying to be a one-stop shop for searchers and only be that single touch point for all their needs. You know, if you're currently doing this concierge or coordinator model, or if you have in the past, I would love to hear from you uh, and talk more about it, see if that's something that does work, uh, if there's just holes in it. Um, so this is just a, it's something I'm interested in talking more about too. Uh, we also asked about what information students want to hear about, which I broke down to a few different categories here. Uh, there's the processes. These are the most important things for searchers. They want to know, again, about financial aid. You know, application requirements and deadlines are key. They want to know, you know, what they need uh, and when they need it by. So offer up insights into what the committees are going to be looking for, um, how to prepare, uh, what makes them admissible versus not. You know, especially if they're still undergrads and they aren't going to be enrolling for a while, that's something that they will definitely know about. Uh, you know, help them get ready for it and prep for it. So that way they can really build that affinity over time and put forth the best application. The informational out outreach is less important, uh, perhaps because they're things that can typically, hopefully, be found easily on your website and social. Uh, new programs or specializations in their program of interest are the most appealing here, uh, likely because it might open new doors for them. So faculty news, while we love it for press releases and for alumni to engage with on social, is the least interested, interesting to searchers. Uh, only half of students are interested in the just, hey, how are you doing check-in type emails. But if you've built relationships and you're providing relevant support and messaging there, you know that's where you can see some value in just checking in with them. But just sending an email or a text saying, hey, how are you doing? Have you thought about applying yet? You know That's not really providing them 
any value at that point. So let's combine this who, what, and how, all these pieces we've talked about today so we can evaluate and test new nurture campaigns and new outreach. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer that continual improvement and optimization should really be ingrained in the culture of your department and of your institution. So take this information, test it out, uh, and see how students respond. Okay, so we're gonna be, you can start submitting some questions here in your chat window. Uh, we'll get to those in just a second. Also, just a reminder, you know, if there's questions or information that you say, I really wish that we had an answer for this, or I really would like to see this added next time on the survey, please let me know, follow up or put in the chat here uh, so we can go through that. So as we're getting some questions in here, just want to touch on who niche is, if, if you're not familiar. Uh, we have about 27 million students and families a year uh, coming to us looking for college information. So how do we connect with colleges, both grad and undergrad? Uh, we have over 1,900 partners that we're helping to help nurture those communications and nurture those relationships uh, into applications, visits, and enrollments. Uh, there's really two tracks of what we do. Uh, we help you. We help you market where the students are uh, and really represent your brand and your school in a way that get in front of students where they're actively searching. Uh, just a reminder here: we had 77% of grad searchers say that they use grad search platforms like Niche uh, to discover and research programs. Um, and then on the modern enrollment marketing side, we do a lot of remarketing campaigns, uh, connecting with students who are already researching you on Niche or researching your competitors, schools like you, where they might know they want this type of school and this type of program, but don't know who you are yet. Uh, so we can help you out there. We also have a lot of research and, and resources. You can get to all that, the Enrollment Insights blog. Uh, there's a shortened link right there, niche.bz slash insights. So now we'll kick it back over to Julianne to help moderate some questions. Uh, again, the results are at niche.bz slash 2021grad. Uh, so if you want to see the full results and you haven't yet, uh, that's one way you can get to that. If you want to reach out to me at any time, feel free. Uh, I'm always happy to chat and, and meet new people as well. Thanks so much, Will. Uh, we're going to have some time to answer questions, so please feel free to put those in the chat. Um, I will kick it off with the first question. So we'd love to know what kinds of non-degree programs people are searching for alongside of graduate degrees. Yeah, so the non-degrees uh, would really fall under those certificate programs. Uh, we had a lot of those, actually let me, I'll run it all the way back here uh, so we can have it up on the screen as we, as we go through it. Um, across the board, uh, there are students, you know, some are going to have more interest than others. Um, it's one of those where I think you can take two approaches. You can say, boy, I look at this and there's a lot of people looking for business type certificates. We should have that type of thing too. Uh, at the same time, you know, if everyone dives into the same pool, there's not a lot of water left. Uh, if you instead say, you know, um, I, there's not a lot of students saying social sciences certificates right now. But what if we have this great master's program and we offered up a certificate program in research methodology and adult psychology and uh, social services, things like that, that would lead into our master's program? How do we build that interest and provide that value to people who didn't know this was an option for them? So I think there's a couple ways you can you can go at this. Uh, but, you know, I would really recommend evaluating this. Talk to your faculty. Uh, you know is this a way that we can build interest in our other programs and add more value for students? Uh, you know, I, I think I'd be really interested, the schools that do offer certificate programs, 
Uh, I'd be curious what your your take rate is on students who got a certificate and then later came back for a master's or a doctorate. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we have another question. Um, what are the newest sources for grad school leads? Yeah, so you know, there's a couple different routes here. Um, you know, I'm going to say niche uh, because we we just have been ramping up our grad school uh, part of the part of the platform for the past couple of years. Um, you know, you have your a lot of them are sort of the traditional though. You know, we're doing prospecting. Uh, you know, there, there's lots of things like that. I think one of the pieces that more schools should be doing is really getting into these um, these inquiry campaigns on digital on digital marketing. Uh, so whether that's through search ads, display ads, social ads for grad, I just don't ever see much return on, on investment. But how do we use lookalike campaigns? How do we use, um, you know, how do we find students who are looking for us through remarketing? How do we re-engage our alumni? Um, there's just not a lot of new flashy, you know, this is the silver bullet. Um, you know, there's a lot of things we're seeing very good return on the students who are adding grad programs on niche. Um, but again, with a lot of these, it's going to come down to building that interest um, through digital marketing, gain front of students where they are. Thank you. And on that note, I would say, um, how effective are digital ads to generate inquiries? Yeah, if they're done well, extremely effective. Uh, you know, I came from a program that was filling our programs, well, when you have a program that you're the only one offering, the first one offering it, uh, you have to do a lot of digital marketing to not just advertise that this program exists, but teach people what it is even. Um, so a, a campaign that is well-targeted, uh, either through remarketing ads, through look-like audiences of your current students, current alumni, you know, how do you get in front of people at the right place at the right time? Um, on Google Ads, you can do some custom intent audiences uh, where you can really build this highly targeted, um, very dynamic ad set. Uh, those have been working very well. Uh, but, I mean, partnerships are, are a great way to kind of test the water there as well. Thank you. And then, Will, I believe that this is true, but we are going to share the PowerPoint um, in the follow-up email, correct? Yep, yep. So you'll get a follow-up email tomorrow. It'll have a link to the recording. Uh, it'll have a link to the podcast version of this as well, if you just want to listen to it again um, rather than watch the whole thing. Uh, we can also, um, there'll be the PDF of all the slides as well. So you can run through all that. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Does anyone have any final questions? Uh, feel free to put them in the chat or the question feature on the right console here. And again, if, if you joined a little later, um, on the on the Enrollment Insights blog, you'll see all the results here uh, segmented by the type of program uh, that students are interested in. So if you have just an education program, you can really dive into how those students are, are behaving differently. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Will, for giving this uh, presentation. It's really insightful, and I'm sure it will be really applicable to um, our grad school uh, education partners. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that so many people came and feel free to reach out if you have questions or, or thoughts on, uh, you know, what you want to see added for the next year.
Yeah, thanks again, everyone. Um, just one more time, my name is Juliana Goldring. I just joined Niche a couple weeks ago as a marketing manager focused on building out a partner advocacy program. So we truly, really value your feedback on all of these sessions. Um, we love hearing what is valuable to you, what will be useful for you. Um, so that's really what I'm going to be focusing on and hope to be in touch soon. Thank you for being here. Thank you.